Does the day you were born impact whether you're a great leader? Can astrology unlock the pathway to leadership success? Hi, I'm Josephine Corcoran, holistic career coach and astrologer, and my podcast, Astrology for Leaders, Aligning Your Career to Your Purpose, is where we'll find out. I've been an executive coach for over 20 years, facilitating and training leaders to achieve professional and personal goals and practicing astrology for the last 15 years. I also appreciate the profound impact of connecting leaders to their unique astrological blueprint to give them access to their leadership abilities around governing, strategy, communication, relating, driving and empathy. Over the coming weeks, I'll be interviewing leaders using their birth chart as a lens to explore how they've harnessed their strengths, overcome challenges and found meaning in their work. My desire in sharing these accomplished leaders' stories is to demonstrate the extraordinary benefit of understanding your unique astrological blueprint to enable you to work in a way that is equally impactful and fulfilling, and to learn a few interesting facts along the way. Today, I'm so excited to be talking with Stuart Langevelt. Stuart Langevelt is an internationally awarded brand marketing and communications executive with more than 20 years experience in the financial services sector. Stuart's passion for travel and learning more about other cultures and people is a perfect fit for his current role at Qantas, where he is the chief experience officer for Qantas Super, the corporate super fund for current and former Qantas employees. And prior to joining Qantas, Stuart was the Director Global Marketing and Communications Head for AMP Capital. He was before that the General Manager of Marketing and Brand Alliance at Stockland. And before that, he's held roles as the Head of Brand and E-Commerce Marketing at Cuscal Limited and Chief Manager Brand Management at the Commonwealth Bank after it merged with Colonial Group. Stuart's career started in a slightly different sphere in the world of advertising, where he worked at DDB Sydney, leading the McDonald's and St George accounts. And he holds a Master of Business in Marketing from the University of Technology here in Sydney, which included international marketing uh, exchange at Neoma Business School in Reims, France, which must have been fabulous. And he's passionate about leadership and innovation and he's under, undertaken a pro program in design thinking at Stanford University's D School in the United States. I'm so excited to welcome Stuart here because I've watched his career evolve and expand and he's done so many exciting things since we first crossed paths about almost 20 years ago now and thrilled to be talking to him about leadership. Stuart, welcome. Thank you for joining me. Hi, Joey. It's great to be here with you. And uh, just listening back to that little bio actually um, makes me cringe. I've just suddenly realised that I hate listening about myself or talking about myself. So we'll see how this goes. But it's a pleasure to be here with you. And uh, likewise, I've also um, been a long admirer of your work and been so happy to see how you've carved a, a niche for yourself in, uh, I guess, what we're about to talk about today. Yeah, terrific. Oh, that's wonderful. So let's jump in straight straight to the point, which is really this, this uh, podcast is to explore the concept of leadership. And 
I wanted to start by asking what your take um, on the role of leadership is and why you believe it's so important for everyone to be ste stepping into their leadership qualities today. It's a big question. Um, and I guess, you know, listeners to your podcast might naturally lean towards a theoretical um, nuanced description of leadership. Um, but I guess for me, leadership has been uh, always about being authentic. It's about being what you see is what you get. Um, it's about being really clear on an organizational vision or purpose, which can be quite difficult to crystallize and ensure that the entire leadership team is clear on what that is. And then making sure that your team are clear on that and aligned and are absolutely galvanized to achieving that purpose or vision in whatever time frame that is. Mm -hmm. So for me, leadership is quite practical and pragmatic. Mm -hmm. uh, it's about having a clear vision, knowing what that vision is, being able to communicate it, and then being authentic and true to yourself in how you need your team to get there. Mm. And we'll be exploring what your version of leadership looks like in a little moment through the lens of the stars. But I did want to just check in and, and get your perspective on, I'd love for you to share with the listeners whether you've always believed in the stars or did exploring your birth chart with me change that for you somehow? And if so, how? To answer your first question, yes, I've always believed in the stars. And I guess... It's uh, the answer to that is being Aquarian. Um, I've always been proudly Aquarian. I don't know if it's because my schooling was actually in a performing arts high school. And I don't know if you know the uh, musical Hair, but the famous uh, song Aquarius uh, always resonated with me. So um, that's a slight um, uh, sideline uh, chat there. But, but yes, I've always have had a, a strong sense of astrology and astronomy. And, um, even now, you know, I'll end the night on, on a YouTube clip um, listening about astronomy and astrology and, and trying to understand more about it. So I've always had a, a belief in that. I guess where it has deepened for me is just in seeing your work that you do and how you're able to overlap um, someone's star sign with their work and their career. And uh, I guess for me, it, it rings true because in a corporate environment, we're always taught through the lens of a, a behavioral personality preference tool like Myers-Briggs uh, or HPDI. And, uh, and while those are seen as corporately accepted, um, I think having an overlay of um, a star sign chart uh, just reaffirms or has definitely reaffirmed for me um, what I already know my work preference is. So it's actually deepened the appreciation. Mm, sounds like almost given a, a, a given you the opportunity to lean even further into that knowingness of who you are and, and understanding what's what's the driving force behind you. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, wonderful. So let's dive straight in uh, to your chart. We've we're going to we can't go into all of the the nuances of the chart, but there's three key leadership themes I was keen to explore with you that are really strong signatures in your chart around leadership. And those three components are that you've got very strong, 
big picture humanitarian orientation. You've already alluded to that with the uh, with your Aquarian Sun. I wanted to explore your business thinking, mind, and practical approach to the way you go about doing what you do from a leadership perspective. But I also wanted to talk to you about the action man within you that likes to get things done and and explore that a tiny bit as well. So. Just to kick off for the listeners, Stuart's got a, his son is in the sign of Aquarius, as he's just explained. And that does bring through those qualities of being big picture in orientation, strong humanitarian component of seeing that everybody is equal and everybody has the opportunity, has gifts to bear in the world and to be able to contribute. Um, And also very strongly innovative, the concept of, Aquarius being ruled by the modern day ruler of its Uranus, the planet Uranus, which brings through innovation and, and being unique and being a bit being an individual and being quite independent, and not wanting to be confined too much. So I would love for you to be um, and, and in actually in your chart, the planet Uranus, which rules Aquarius, is making a very strong connection to the sun. So it actually emphasizes your desire to look for ways to be innovative and to create breakthrough in in spaces where it hasn't been done before. So I'd love for you to just talk a little bit about your leadership from that sense of the big picture, that humanitarian piece and what, what innovation means to you and maybe some cool examples of where you've strived hard to, to make things happen in that way. Yeah. Um, thank you. I guess, you know, just hearing that back, they're all great qualities. Um, I'm sure I've got less great qualities, but why not let's just talk about those three great ones. (laughs) Uh, I, um, yeah, I, I definitely feel like in my leadership style, I try and have always tried to get to know the individual in my team. I think that's just basic. Um, because I think that's the way by creating a relationship and creating rapport and really understanding that other person's uh, needs, what their ambitions and career aspirations are, um, is a fundamental part of, of leadership. Mm. I'll always recall when I made the transition from employee and team member to um, manager and then team leader, I had a great boss who um who had a chat with me and sat me down and said, Stuart, always remember that it's a privilege to lead a team or manage a person. You're managing another human being. Um, and you should ask yourself, what, what gives you the right to do that? And that, that question always stuck with me. Um, and I've taken that on board because it is a, it is a real privilege. And, and in, in that context or that framing, um, I have tried to understand the individual and not looked at a collective. I've tried to understand what each individual's goals are. And in so doing, try to work out how can I best help them achieve their aspirations and ambitions. Mm. Um, So I guess that's my approach and that's been my approach to leadership from a trying to understand the individual and the collective instead of just the collective. Um, In terms of uh, innovation, I just thought it was always my competitive streak that was, that was coming through. 
and because uh, I, I, I am competitive, I um, we, will, we will get to that. <laughs> so, yeah, I, I've always looked at ways to do things differently. Uh, and I guess as a marketer, uh, I, I, I've always thought that the role of a marketer is to make your brand or your project or your campaign stand out in a cluttered environment. Yeah. And I guess that, if I'm honest, is the driving force to innovation yeah. and trying to think differently. So I guess it's a, a combination of being competitive and being a natural marketer, looking at how I can do that. My current role is a great example. I'm, I'm now in superannuation, which most people would think is, is quite dry. Um, I disagree. I think it's, uh, it is a very important topic because it's there to help people uh, achieve their retirement goals, whatever that might be, which is a, a fundamental uh, right of, of everyone. Um, and so I guess the first task in my current role was about how do we get uh, our membership base, our customers to engage with us more. And uh, together with my team, we took that task and we looked at, well, what can we do that hasn't been done before that's completely different? And we worked to create a virtual reality game. So we incorporated virtual reality and gamification into a tool whereby our customers were able to literally put on a VR headset and see themselves in the future and decide what kind of retirement would they actually want. And then as a result, get them to, to think about, well, what do I need to do now to be able to achieve that? So I guess How that's amazing. A, How amazing. And so the uptake of that, what was the uptake like? With yeah, that? Quite, quite mixed. Um, some people naturally you know, gravitate to that kind of a tool. Uh, others were quite com confronted by it, not least mm. of which the whole experience of being in a, in a VR environment. Um, but I guess what, what it did for us was it showed that in an industry that is usually doing the same things, um, we are able to stand out and we are able to engage with uh, our customer base in a completely different way and in an entertaining way. Mm. And interesting because technology is, is very Aquarian, being innovative and, and looking at what new technologies we can use and comms tools. So, yeah. And you've been, how many years have been, you been working in the e-commerce or, you know, online virtual space? Yeah, for quite a while now. I think, though, um, some colleagues of mine currently that hears you talk about me in a technology realm, <laughs> I'm going to fall. In fact, I know they're going to fall and laugh, pretty much like you are now. So I would consider myself a, uh, a technology person. Um, but what I do see is how technology can be used to be able to reach your, your target audience. And importantly, how technology should be used to make life easier um, mm. and make dealing or interacting or engaging or experiencing um, the product or brand uh, easier. Mm. So, um, so I make sure I surround myself with the people that know how to do that. Yeah, um, okay. And I'm very good at that. Yeah, yeah. so the, you're the visionary with the idea, the innovative thought, and then you know who to bring on board and make that happen. Exactly. It took me half an hour just to set up my iPad to talk to you today. <laughs> 
Um, I think one of the other components for those listeners that that are into the astrology in detail, but is also, um, if anybody's been listening to me for a long period of time, my heart is very connected to the concept of the nodes in 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 my clients' charts and where they're located, and the 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 North Node, which is a, an indicator of your life's purpose or what your contract is in this lifetime. And your North Node is in Aquarius as well, in a part of your chart that's connected to international travel or overseas experiences and, and learning and ongoing learning and you know, being a life student, but it's also connected to this concept of being um, a wise elder and being interested in sharing what you believe in and, and, you know, mentoring other people. And I'll get you to talk to that in a moment, but I wanted to also just bring in the fact that the South Node, which is gifts you've brought in with you, if we, if we draw on this analogy from Vedic, ancient Vedic astrology, the South Node is very much about past life talents that you've created and what you've done in past lives and you bring an ability of this in and your south node is in leo so leo is incredibly creative it's all about self-expression and it's about um, being comfortable having a platform and a stage to share what you create with the world and to inspire others and to give like that sense of energy and flow so there's this part of you, I mean, it's really interesting that you start off in advertising and Leo is very, you know, very strongly connected to the concept of advertising and being creative. So, and you're moving into this North Node piece, which is that innovation space and working with groups and that humanitarian piece, but also about ongoing learning and teaching and mentoring. What does mentoring mean to you as a leader and sharing your knowledge and wisdom? Yeah, it's it's really interesting here hearing you talk about me through through the North Node and, and the South Node because it all rings true um, to, to a great extent. I mean, I, my passion. Anyone that knows me would tell you that my passion is travel, which I guess is why the role I'm currently in was so attractive to me, and why um, I was uh, I'm privileged to work with uh, an iconic brand like Qantas. But it's because I um, I'm passionate about travel and 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 seeing as many countries as possible before you know, I'm done on this, on this planet. I, um, I think I've been to 56 or 57 countries so far and counting, and I've got a goal to, to at least reach 100. So I do have that innate uh, passion for travel, but it's, it's about understanding different cultures and understanding different people. And um, I think you know, I would describe myself as a, as a keen observer of, of human behavior. And then just also understanding you know, where we've come from as a species. So that's kind of a big, big topic yeah. um, to where we are now. I'm fascinated by that. I'm fascinated by the human's journey um, in, in terms of evolution. Um, so, yeah, I think, you know, the, the element that you were just talking about around me being... Um, grounded and, and starting my career in advertising was actually quite uh, random. I, uh, as I alluded to earlier, I, I went to a performing arts high school. I was, yes. I was very lucky enough to... Performing arts is Leo. <laughs> and I was lucky enough to have a mother um, who was my number one champion and, mm -hmm. and who could see that I wasn't doing well in a traditional uh, school environment. Mm -hmm. um, but was able to nurture and encourage me to be myself. 
And where I then flourished was in a performing arts high school and majoring in speech and drama, but still with the ability to matriculate with a, um, a university entrance. Um, and so, so that, was, that was important. And that was the catalyst for me deciding, well, I don't think I want to remain in performing arts. And, and this probably comes to your point that you mentioned a little bit earlier about my business now. I think even early on, I could sense, well, you know, the, there's not a lot of money in, in uh, performing arts, unless, of course, you are leading man quality. And I think even then I had enough self-awareness to know that that wasn't the case. And so I, um, together again with my mum, I worked out through career counselling and, and guidance counselling in my final year, um, and probably did a, a version of Myers-Briggs to work out what I might be good at. And the three things that came out, I remember them distinctly, was diplomat, so going to the diplomatic corps, mm. public relations, so dealing with people, or advertising. So that was pretty specific. And I remember thinking, advertising, that sounds pretty creative. And I was lucky enough to get a, uh, an internship um, at a large agency which then was the stepping stone for me when I arrived in Australia to, um, to work in uh, the amazing agency, DDB Sydney, and working on some incredible accounts. There were some fantastic people, um, incredible people, who I'm still connected to and close to today. Um, so I guess that's that creative side. Creative in the sense that that's the environment I, I thrive in. Not necessarily creative as in being the creative. I always um, saw myself in the business management side uh, yeah. in that industry. Yeah. And then again, the, the trajectory for my career was after a few years, um, the light bulb went off and I thought, well, I'm a bit narrow in advertising. And um, the people sitting on the opposite side of the desk who are the marketing managers or the advertising managers briefing me, um, I think that's what I want to be. And so that was then the next step of, well, I should get some uh, training behind me. And that's when I did my, uh, my master's degree in marketing. Um, and then, you know, as I say, the rest is history. But I guess the business mouse that you mentioned is, yeah. um, is for me an innate thing. It's about understanding what's important for a business, what are the key objectives, what are the key drivers. And again, coming back to that, that important thing called vision or purpose, ha having a clear understanding of what a company's vision or purpose is and then working through that to understand well, how can marketing, brand, management, communications, customer experience, how can that contribute and help to achieving that? Yeah, absolutely. Which, if you'll allow me to just make the link, because I was going to ask that next, and that's the perfect segue in, because in terms of your the your ability to think through problems. So Mercury, which is as an archetype within you as your leadership qualities around communications and your ability to communicate and how you think it's in the sign of Capricorn which is a cardinal earth sign meaning it likes to take action and it's very um it's very ambitious to figure out what's the strategy what's the end game and how am I going to get there so that's innate within you in terms of how you approach all of your thinking it's like okay well let's just I, I know I want to take action, but I'm going to plan out my action. I'm not going to, I, I, and, I, and once I decide I'm planning out my action, I'm, I'm going, uh, it's happening. We're going to make this thing happen. But the, the reason it's really strengthened is that the ruler of Capricorn, the planet of Cap, that rules Capricorn is Saturn. 
And Saturn is situated over in Taurus and Taurus is the archetypal energy that represents the money economies. And it also represents working hard towards um, goals steadily in a fixed way that makes sure that you're consistent and you turn up and you keep on doing it. So it's a really, really strong practical way of approaching um, problems. And it brings through um, whilst there's another part of you that I want to ask about in a moment, it does very much bring through being a wise and careful thinker with the way you go about things. So you, you, you can get an idea, but then you slow yourself down and go, okay, I've got to think, let me just think this through. Yeah. So firstly, the wise elder, I think that's coming through in my grace. Um, <laughs> I, don't, I don't actually naturally uh, identify as a wise or elder, uh, but I'll take that because it sounds good. Um, I think, yeah, early on in my career, I've learned to, to pace myself. Mm-hmm. Early on in my career, I was far more bull in a china shop and, um, and, and I guess aggressive at achieving. Um, again, coming back to that competitive nature. Mm-hmm. Um, and probably, as you can hear from my slight, hopefully slight South African accent, <laughs> that, um, that directness, um, which most South Africans have, unfortunately, um, and so, you know, I've learned over the years to temper that, um, mostly because I've been coached to do that. So I've had some very good managers and leaders who've helped me. Um, and so that's trained me to think big picture. Mm-hmm. Um, I'd like to think I've always had that within me. But um, I guess when you are in an organizational structure and you are part of a leadership team, the role of that leadership team is to think long term, is to think three years out, five years out. And so that's the way I'll answer that by saying that I've been trained to think like that. But, you know, I do, I do naturally see a vision or a long-term goal and then chunk it, chunk it back down into what are the practical, pragmatic steps we need to do as a team as yeah. a business to, be able to get there. Yeah, yeah. And so it's innate within you. So you're, you're, whilst it might not have been there when you were younger, because we'll talk about your Aries moon in a sec, but... It's um, something which was part was there to be to evolve into, available for you to work towards. So, I think one of the things because the competitive piece keeps coming up, and I I can relate to it because I have the same I have the same signature. But so, Stuart has for listeners, he's got his moon in Aries, and Aries is a, an action oriented fire sign it's one of the most competitive signs once it decides it wants to do something and sets a goal it's on its way it's going and it can get these ideas out of the blue and it's like what's what are we waiting for but it also brings through this desire to to win it's kind of like um well or compete I don't mean win at all costs but it's like we're gonna do this we're gonna we're gonna nail it we're gonna make it happen it, it's, it's often a signature of an athlete. I'm not saying that you're the athlete, but it does bring through this desire to go, let's work it, let's, and almost need to move the energy through your body. So there's certainly a strong action signature in your chart um, that interestingly, because it also brings up a strong signature for being independent. And one thing that you and I were talking about earlier that I think is interesting for listeners is, 
if we think about what your needs are, because the moon represents your needs, you need the opportunity in your work to be able to be independent and to set your goals and to go for it. And whether that's for your team or for yourself or for the business, it's like you need this level of autonomy. But it also is a signature of how you like to lead or to nurture your team members. And I was saying it's most likely that you like to um, allow your team members, give them the autonomy to be independent. And if they're not an independent yet, what do you need to do to get them there? So yeah, that definitely rings true. And I think um, team members of mine that have worked with me in the past or are working with me now uh, would hopefully uh, agree with that and would, would validate that. So um, I haven't actually thought about it in those terms. I, um, uh, the way I have thought about it is that we're all adults. Uh, we all want to do the right thing. We all come to work. Uh, it's very rare. In fact, hardly ever in my, my 20 plus career have I come across anyone who doesn't want to do the right thing for their company or for their team or for their, mm. their, their job. Mm. Um, and so for me, I, I always trust that that's the first entry point. For a team member and then it's about um, enabling that team member to be the best they can be mm. um, but letting them do that in their own way but still being there should they need guidance help support navigating um, different trickier stakeholders um, so, so that's what I do see as my role mm. um, and because quite rightly that's the way I like to be led it's yeah. probably the way I've then naturally led we I tend haven't to talk about this with anyone like in that form uh, until now. What the way that we like to be nurtured or that we like to have people take care of us is often the way we tend to care for others, whether it's conscious or subconscious. Often it's just subconscious, like you were yeah. saying. But one one of the other components, you've got Chiron right next to the your moon. So that part of you in terms of that independence, which Chiron's the wounded healer, and it does also bring through a strong thread of compassion and, and caring for others, which I mean, I know you to be that man. I know you to be that person who's really deeply compassionate and cares for people. Um so has that informed your leadership, do you think? Yeah, I, I say um, it, it does because, you know, coming back full circle to what I started talking about, I, I like to see the individual and get to, know, get to know the person. And I'm still very close, deep friends with people that I've worked with throughout my career. Mm. And I think that's probably a signature of, you know, that compassion. Uh, for me, it's just about being human. Um, and, and understanding the people that you work with because you just spend so much time with people you work with and your colleagues. And uh, it's a shame not to get to know them and, uh, and get to know them deeply. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So, yeah, you know, compassion is a nice term. It's a, it's a lovely word. Who wouldn't want to be seen to be compassionate? Um, for me, it's you know, what rings true is, you know, my desire to want to get to know the people I work with and then um, you just naturally form bonds where you get to like, get to love people and, and want, to, want to do the best by them and for them, with them. Mm, and I can certainly vouch for that, having met members of your teams in the past that have felt so deeply connected to you, well beyond the realms of being 
their manager, their leader. Uh, so I can certainly connect to that. I wanted to just finally, I, I want, there's so many other parts of your chart that we could lean into for the moment, but I would love to hear what's, what is next on the, on the sphere or on the table for you as a leader and in terms of projects that are going on and what you're working on that um, I'd lo love for you to share that with the, with the listeners. I think at the moment it's it's literally just getting back to some kind of semblance of normality, whatever that might be. Mm -hmm. um, I feel like everyone that's listening and everyone around the world, we, we, we're living through what seems like constant chaos, whether it be um, US elections, whether it be global pandemic, uh, whether it be China, Australia, trade war. I think the, um, the world just seems more out of flux and more chaotic. So for me, it's about, the futures is about getting more balanced and, um, and understanding what I want to do post my corporate career. Um, so I'm at that time in my life where, believe it or not, I'm really starting to think about life after working in a traditional corporate environment. And it, it does involve helping people in some way, shape or form. Um, I've always enjoyed mentoring. I've always enjoyed working with people. Um, and so it probably is going to look something like that. Um, thankfully, it's still quite a way off, um, say about you know, eight years, uh, eight to 10 years. Uh, but you know, the, the future for me looks like getting some kind of stability, getting a really good personal balance within my life and my home life. Mm -hmm. um, and then working out you know, how I'm going to get the most satisfaction in that next phase of my career um, by helping people. In whatever way that is. Mm. Oh, the world needs as much of that as it can possibly get. So that's 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 fantastic. Um, if people, where, where's the best place for people to find out about you if they're interested in knowing more about what you're up to or projects you're working on? Should we just send them off to LinkedIn and they can see what's going on there? Yeah, I think that's the best place right now. Or I could just give my mobile number. <laughs> but probably <laughs> safest to, uh, to just see what I'm up to via LinkedIn. Beautiful. Well, I honestly, it's just such a, it's always so gorgeous talking to you, Stuart, and you're so generous with your time and you really are doing amazing work. So thank you so much for joining me today in this conversation. And uh, for listeners, if you'd like to find out more about Stuart, there'll be some notes in the, uh, the program notes where you can do that. And otherwise, thank you so much for joining us today. Thanks, Joe. It's been a pleasure as always. And great to see your smiling face as well. <laughs> Take care. Yes. Bye. <laughs> if you would like to know more about me, visit josephinecorcoran.com. I work with individuals and organisations supporting and creating sustainable change in careers and workplaces. You can also follow me on Facebook. Just go to at Josephine Corcoran Holistic Career Coach and like the page. And also my Instagram account at josephine.corcoran. Love to connect with you there. Thanks for listening. And I look forward to you joining me for more leadership wisdom here on Astrology for Leaders.